from our living room. It's the bizarro world of sports. And we're super distracted by game six of the World Series. Indeed we are. I'm Jared, and of course with me is the awesome man Miguel, Mr. Angels himself, sadly. <laughs> no, I take it back, Mr. Colts, Mr. Colts himself. We have a former angel on the mound tonight, so it's all right. That's true. But you're Mr. Mr. Colts who have been uh, kicking a oh, lot of butt. Oh, hit by pitch. Update from the school from the uh, game people. I like we how my feed is a little slower than... My TV feed is a little slower than yours. So you said hit by a pitch. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? And then the guy got hit. <laughs> but look, it's not a World Series unless somebody gets hit by a pitch. I have, uh, you know, a 3,000 mile gap between you, between myself and you, and I still have the feed earlier than you. Uh, I guess I get the feed earlier than you. The stadium is like 10 minutes away from me, and you get the feed faster. <laughs> Uh, Shane Victorino, coolest name ever. Yep. Okay, for those who haven't been paying attention, the first five games of the World Series have ended up 3-2, to two, Cardinals ahead, so if they win game six, then it's over for everyone in Boston, and tomorrow becomes a day of mourning, which works because it's Halloween. If they win, then we go into game seven, which is going to be super exciting, and we're all looking forward to that. Uh, actually, Jared, uh, Boston is ahead 3-2, and two, so if they win tonight... I thought Cardinals were ahead. No, Boston's ahead. Oh, my bad. Sorry, folks. If uh, Boston wins tonight, then everyone goes crazy and has a complete hangover for tomorrow as well. Yeah, too bad I finished the one beer I had in the fridge. Uh. <laughs> but that, that being said, you know, it's, been, it's, it's like we were saying last time on the show. You know, I'm just hoping that this goes on for several games. We're in game six, so I can't entirely be... I'm not disappointed, you know, regardless of how this goes, because worst-case scenario, we go into a game seven, but if it ends on game six, that's not too bad. Oh, and, you know, if the Red Sox win tonight, it's a, home vic- it's a World Series home victory since 1918. Yeah, well, I mean, just seeing the phrase World Series victory in Red Sox has been a while. That's since 2004, I believe. Yeah, and then before that, it was like, what... 30 years or something? Well... 40 years? Or... No. A little bit longer than that. Maybe 50, 60 years. It was since, you know, they traded the Babe Ruth to the Yankees. Oh, that's true. The, the curse of the Bambino. Yeah. Oh, boy. Off the wall. Run score. At there's, least two run score. There's been some crazy pitching in this game, and... I don't mean crazy like it's been really good. More crazy like the pitchers don't seem to know what they're doing. Like all the pitchers are just way too tight. Whoa. I, I, Is that a I'm, run? I'm, I'm ahead of you, Jared. Remember, so I'm already excited for the two-run score. Yeah, I just saw that. I still wanted to make my commentary on the, the weird pitching in this game, but... Well, yeah, it's nice to see Boston ahead. Yeah. I mean, granted, we're still only in the fourth, but I think the fourth, right? Third. Yeah. We're still in the third or fourth. I believe we're in the third. Yeah, so we're still early on in the game, but that hit just... Boom! Yeah, the little replay there. Yep. <clears throat> yes, uh, my, my significant other asked the whole... Uh, 
Uh, what is the big green monster? Question, so I had to answer that one. <laughs> About the giant, uh, giant wall they have there. Left field. It just blocks everything. <laughs> Yeah, really difficult to hit a home run because everything just bounces off that wall. Yeah. But this has actually been a really, really good game. But what, Boston got a third run in. Yeah, that's what they. That's what they said. I, I missed that. How? How? What? <laughs> it looks like two people. Uh, Rather, three people all ran in. That third one was right on the edge, though. Right. Like, I thought the guy might have been out. That's the reason when, when I said earlier, was that a run? <laughs> oh, that was a nice catch. One thing you got to be loving about these two teams is it's a very, very beard-heavy teams. Yeah, I love, love the announcer. Walk of frustrated. Yeah, no kidding. It's Victorino. So, commercial break, we can talk, talk a little bit now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, like I was saying, this has been an exciting series, a lot better than I was expecting. I was expecting this to kind of go a sweep one way or the other. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but no sweep. No, it's it's been back and forth, back and forth, and... You know, it looks like we might get a nice little Red Sox victory right here in Boston. So you can't complain about that. Yep. And uh, they'll make for a crazy Halloween, that's for sure. Yep. Know what that means, right, Jared? You have to grow out a beard. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, I'm heading off to Rhode Island, and I'm going to be dressed up like Dick Tracy, so I'm not going to be able to grow a beard until after that. Oh, right. uh, <laughs> But... Yes, after that, I'll be able to grow a beard. Yeah. Maybe by having a beard, we'll, we'll talk, transfer that look to our to our own personal teams, Jared. Hey, the Niners won because they were playing against uh, Jacksonville. That, that was <laughs> In London, sad, though. Uh, Jacksonville in London, so. Couldn't watch the game. Could only see the little highlight stuff because it was on London. It was a weird time and et cetera. But we'll, we'll get to football in a bit. How have you been feeling about this year, the uh, World Series thus far, Miguel? Uh, it's been a good series. It's been a good run. Every game's been a close one. Yeah, and I, I've been liking it. I, I've really been kind of enjoying the series, more so than I was expecting to, you know. After my Dodgers lost, I went through my little funk and then uh, been kind of getting into the spirit of the whole thing. You know, everyone's wearing their Boston stuff today. I don't have a Boston hat or shirt, but I'm wearing a red shirt because Red Sox. So <laughs> I took that route. You should wear red socks, Jared. I don't have red socks. I got black socks, I got tan socks, and I got white socks. I used to have some blue socks, but that really wouldn't work. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just strange seeing this because it's a home game, but... Uh, Cardinals are wearing the red, and then the Red Sox have their like, blue hats and stuff like that on, or the, the blackish hats, rather. Um, and I'm like, it feels like Boston should be wearing red for their home game, and Cardinals should be wearing some alternate color. But whatever. It's been, uh, been an exciting series. It's, you know, we'll see how it goes, and obviously we'll keep updates while we're recording, at least, for how it's going. But in the meantime, 
I know that you have been keeping track of some sports news. So we got any interesting baseball or minor sports news? Well, right now baseball, the only thing that is, uh, is um, consuming most of the the news out on the most of the on the on the wire is, has been the World Series. But I believe the um, the was it Cubs or somebody? Let me let me double check my uh, news feed here. But I know that uh, that one of the major league teams signed a first baseman, a Cuban first baseman, to the uh, for for a four year deal. Yeah, most of this news usually doesn't start popping up until after the series, but you know that's already a sign that at least one team is already ready to start announcing new players for next year. Yeah, and uh, right, go on. Yeah, that that's old news, so it's not in my uh, not on my feed. It's been drowned out by most of my uh, World Series and the football news that I've been picking up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I believe, I want to say it's the Cubs that signed a uh, Cuban first baseman. I, I don't know the player's name off the top of my head since it's on my news feed. Well, I'm pretty even, sure it's the Cubs, but... Even uh, still, what are the odds we'd recognize the name of a Cuban player? I don't think any of us keep track of... Uh, I don't think there's a league in Cuba, but, like, you know, Cuba high school players or something <laughs> don't know well, if they quite have over there actually well scouting scout, scouts take a look at it and if um, if it's pretty big news uh, I know most of the sports uh, state sports um, stations like ESPN and whatnot they they give out uh, news for them because you know they, they can look at what these scouting reports are they have more resources than we do to look up these uh, to look the, to get information about said players yeah and you know it's just been kind of a thing within the last, I'd say, 10 to 15 years of grabbing players from other countries. But, you know, that's, look, it, it makes it feel like a real world series when we have players from around the world on our teams. We have European players, we have Latin American players, we have Asian, uh, Asia, Asian players, <laughs> and, and, and Asian American players as well. Uh, and so it's kind of cool to actually see that because then it feels more like a world series then, you know, but we didn't take on the Russian team, you know? It's just like, well, who are they going to play against us? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Although the uh, World Classic happens, and then we always forget to recover it. Man, yep. everyone has a freaking beard on this team. Yep, it's the power of the beard. <laughs> I'm a little stubbly right now, you know? If I wasn't going to, to Rhode Island, I could, I could see it as an excuse. But alas, stupid Rhode Island and their whatever they're famous for. <laughs> Note to self, I know nothing about Rhode Island other than what I learned from Family Guy, which is probably not particularly accurate. <laughs> but, you know, since we're kind of on the point of minor sports, um, <clears throat> I figured uh, because of my uh, misinformation on the last show about the WWE, I did a little bit of research and found out I had a few things wrong, and I found out the results from the big pay-per-view event, uh, Hell in a Cell, which still sounds silly every time I say it. But while well, the game's going on, maybe I can give a little bit of a, oh, almost knocked over that cup, a little bit of an update on some of these things for our wrestling fans. And if you listeners enjoy my wrestling recaps, I'll do more wrestling recaps. Let's just see how this goes. 
So the uh, the Rhodes brothers, Cody Rhodes and Gold Dust, won the Triple Threat Tag Team Match. So they kept their belt as tag team champions. Good for them. Um, the big news that, of course, got everyone going crazy is that Kane, uh, you may remember him if you were watching wrestling in the 90s, uh, he disappeared after SummerSlam, apparently. I don't know the storyline, but he's back. He beat some dudes up. It's Kane. I was never a big fan of him, so I can't really get too excited. Uh, they had a silly, like, husband-wife or boyfriend-girlfriend versus boyfriend-girlfriend team match. And so Fandango and his girlfriend won that. So, woo. <laughs> People I don't know won. Um, but for the U.S. Championship... Uh, we had a big battle between Big E Langston and Dean Ambrose, and the winner of that was uh, Big E, but because it was a count-out, um, that is to say he was, uh, Ambrose was outside the ring for too long, uh, Ambrose gets to keep his belt despite losing, so that's weird. I don't realize that that's how that works. The, uh, the requirements for winning the belt is you have to... It has to be one of a pin, pin yeah. or submission. Pin and not. Which feels like a cheater's way out. It's like, oh, I'm losing. I'll just stand outside the ring for a ten count. Oops, I lost. Gonna take my belt home with me. Yep. It feels a little cheap. I'm sure that'll lead to something. Uh, they had a cage match between uh, CM Punk and Ryback, and CM Punk won and then also hunted down Ryback's manager and beat him up as well. So that was pretty hardcore. <laughs> uh, then we had a fight that I actually kind of watched and really enjoyed. The Real Americans, which are basically rejects from uh, Duck Dynasty, uh, took on Los uh, Matadores. And Los Matadores won, which is cool because Real Americans act like... America, you Mexicans need gal. And I'm like, you guys are such stereotypes. I can't stand you. I hope these, you know, luchador-esque dudes, if they're little bull, little little, little person in a bull outfit mascot, kick your ass. And, and they did. Um, it's just really weird because the real Americans act like what I'm sure majority of people think wrestling fans act like. Yeah. And I'm like, are you guys parodying, like, the parody, or I don't know what the deal is, it seems really weird to me, and I'm not particularly comfortable with it as, like, you know, white person whose family does come from the South. Just, I don't like the whole, like, stereotype, like, mm, we don't like them Mexicans around here. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, please don't. Just don't. Uh, let's see, what else we got? Because this was a three-hour event. Um, oh, so John Cena, I was wrong, is not the guest referee. He was going to fight to get his belt back. Uh, he had a tricep surgery and came back after two and a half, three months, I think, of uh, recovery, which is insane. He should have taken like a year off. He but took then, on. Yeah, it's uh, wrestlers, Jared, and I'm pretty sure that they've hit with steroids. Oh, and yes. There's no, uh, and there's no steroid control or drug control or performance enhancement. Well, because they're not regulated like a regular sport. It's sports entertainment, so they have their own set of rules and stuff. Yep. Still. So they, they can take as much PEDs as they want, enough steroids as they want for quick recovery, that kind of deal. Yeah. And John Cena's a hugely huge dude. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if someone told me, he took steroids. I'm like, yeah, I believe that. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to claim one way or another because he could break me in half. But either way, like... 
it, it's an insane recovery, probably propagated by drugs. Uh, dumb move, in my opinion. Regardless of what you think about how things are fixed, he still has to be throwing a dude around and, you know, punching and stuff like that. And with a messed up tricep, that's just going to be painful and uncomfortable. But John Cena, because he is everyone's favorite, won the heavyweight championship belt. Um, so that's cool. And bonus point to this, according to information I found, he's a Massachusetts boy. So go Boston. Or go Mass. I'm not sure if he's from Boston itself or from another part of Massachusetts, but John Cena is... Boston suburb. Oh, is he from a Boston suburb? Probably. I don't have information on that. I would assume he's probably from a Boston suburb. So yeah. Go Massachusetts, we rock, go Boston. We have a championship wrestler. Uh, they have the Divas Championship, which is like watching two white trash girls wail on each other. Kind of amusing, but kind of in like the, I don't feel so comfortable watching this sort of way. <laughs> but apparently, um, uh, where is it here? Um, oh, I didn't even put who, uh, oh, let's see. Okay. AJ keeps her belt, and the challenger, uh, let's see, her name here is Brie Bell, ended up, uh, or Brie Bella? Brie Bella. Uh, ended up accidentally hitting her sister in the face in the course of the fight, which was hilarious. Um, and I'm sure you can find that clip on YouTube. It is, it is hilarious. It feels like something out of a cartoon. It's just, AJ dodges out of the way, and Gal just smacks her sister, like, right in the face. With her knee, it is hilarious. Um, and of course the big thing of that whole fight was who's gonna be the new face of the WWE. It was Cage Match 2. It featured Sean, um, oh excuse me, it featured Sean Michaels as the referee. He was the special guest referee, which is kind of cool. You probably recognize his name from the 90s and the 2000s. Very popular wrestler. I believe he was known as the Heartbreak Kid. Um, and <clears throat> the fight was between Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton. And it ended with a kind of a cluster thing. It's probably one of the big things I'll talk about on the other wrestling shows. And I will try to summarize as best I can. Uh, basically, Triple H, the COO of WWE, ended up distracting Shawn Michaels, yelling at him to do his job right as referee. Yes, yes it is. It's another Wait. run tapped onto Boston's lead. What? Sorry, distracted by baseball. See, that's a normal home run. Very nice. By the book. Sorry, folks. <laughs> you can tell which sport means more to us. Um, it's World Series. Give me a break. If, if we were actually live watching, like, Hell in the Cell, then we'd be talking about that. But we're live watching baseball, World Series. Four zip. Boston's ahead. Life is good. Yeah. Uh, to get back to the match, the ending is summarized as follows. Triple H distracted Shawn Michaels. So Shawn Michaels wasn't paying attention to Orton pinning Brian. So Orton gets up in Shawn Michaels' face, and uh, Brian gets up, gets starts fighting with or with Orton again. Hits Orton, who ends up colliding into and kind of subsequently kind of knocking out, or at least putting into putting Shawn Michaels into a daze. Uh, <coughs> then. Brian pins Orton, and the whole crowd is counting, but because the ref isn't officially counting, it uh, doesn't count. So he tries to wake up Shawn Michaels. Triple H rushes into the cage, uh, pushes Brian out of the way, helps his friend up, 
Brian pissed off at Triple H, punches Triple H in the face, knocking him out. And then Shawn Michaels seeing that, decks Brian. Orton pins the knockdown Brian and wins the match. So, yeah, this is probably going to play into all the different storylines and stuff. This is going to probably be covered in every wrestling show. It was a crazy ending to this event. And, you know, you could literally claim that either man would have been worthy of the title of Grand Champion or however it works. I feel weird because there's the heavyweight champion, but then there's like the regular champion. And I I don't know. Like, it's not situated like baseball, or not baseball, it's not situated like boxing, it's not situated like UFC. So I'm kind of confused at all the belt. Featherweight, lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight, super heavyweight. Well, you're, yeah, you're forgetting all the middle ones. Like, you're forgetting uh, welterweight, you're forgetting light middleweight, you're forgetting yeah. fly and feather. I mean, there's a whole situation of how things work in boxing, but I get it. Like... You know, a featherweight person isn't going to end up taking on a heavyweight at any point. And if they did, it'd be... put on the weight to get to the heavyweight. Yeah, which would be really unhealthy, but possible. Um, I think it was Rocky Marciano held, like, a belt in five different weight classes at one point. So it's not like it's unheard of for a fighter to go and do that. run for Boston. Nope. No. It's shy of the wall. Yeah. It's at least a double. And here it goes in with the pitch. Yeah, safe. Poor Waka. <laughs> um, tip to the coach. Pull him out. I know it's still early in the game, but pull him out. He's not. He's not. The pressure's getting to him. You're gonna have to pull him out at least for a couple innings. Maybe he'll do well as a closer right now, but you, Waka's not doing his job right now. No, he's not. Allow four wins <laughs> and then a double. Yeah, that's that's not gonna work. You need you need to get him out. You need to get his brain cleared. He's up in his up oh, there. There's the coach going up right now. So I was right. Although if he's gonna pull him out or just have a talk, I don't know. But he's probably having a talk with him because I'm pretty sure they got some uh, players. They just got players up for uh, to warm up their in the arms. bullpen. Yeah. They're probably just telling him, you know, just to lay yourself. Just try get to, get to the end of the inning. Make it. Stall for as much time as you can, so that we can get somebody up, and, so we can get somebody warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, just because the Sox have a lead now doesn't mean you know they've won the game. I mean, we can go back to a numerous Angel games where the Angels had a crazy lead and their closer screwed it up. Yep. So, you know, and I'm not saying like I don't know what the pitching is like on the Boston. You know, well, for who's going to be the Boston closer tonight? But. Right now, Waka is either psyched out or he's tired. But either way, he is not performing like a World Series pitcher should be performing. Well, to say the least, uh, Boston, not Boston, uh, St. Louis actually didn't leave St. Louis until 11 o'clock last night. Oh, God. That was, no, bad. Bad. Bad St. Louis. They had, uh, they had uh, plane issues. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a dumb decision. It was unavoidable. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I mean, not like the flight from Missouri to Boston is all that bad. It's only probably probably only two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, it's probably just a flight from from so from SoCal to NorCal, two hours. Uh, it's probably a little long. Well, no, the flight from SoCal to NorCal is like thirty minutes. Oh, well, still. <laughs> it's, it's probably about two hours, maybe two and a half hours. But even then, you know, 
you don't want to be arriving in town at like one o'clock and you actually be an hour ahead, I think. So it'd be you know, 2.30 in the morning, yeah. you know, just to finally, I mean, but he had all day to rest. It's not like, oh, and then the game was a noon game, you know, it's it's an eight o'clock this time game. So it'd be, you know, that's that's still a good amount of time to rest and what have you. It's so, at least like 16 hour. Yeah. So, you know, I could go on the whole, he could be tired, you know, from the last last day he picked. That's always a possibility. Or maybe he's psyched out. Maybe it's like, oh, God, if I screw this up, we lose. You know, we lose, we lose, we lose. You know, the, the real loss. Not like the, oh, it doesn't matter, we'll play again tomorrow. You know, that kind of pressure can get to a person. And it might be getting to him. Especially a rookie. It, it's especially a rookie. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. And it's one of those things where, you know, you could go back to some of our uh, last season's episodes of me talking about um, Alex Smith when he was, you know, playing for the 49ers and how he would get up in his head. You know, sports psychology is actually really fascinating. And, you know, obviously there's not much you can really do at this point. You can't, like, have a therapist come out on the field and go, look, you need to relax and just think of this like any normal game. <laughs> obviously you can't do that kind of stuff. I mean, even if they bring him back, you know, between innings, it's not like they have a therapist there with them. Um, and this could be completely unanticipated. Although I would imagine a rookie getting up in their head at the series, regardless of position playing and regardless of game, just because that's eh, a little fly out right there. Uh, <coughs> but yeah, it definitely is making this game interesting. Um, and we'll see what happens in the next inning. You know, when they probably have the replacement pitcher in. Which will work, because it'll be the fifth. So that'll, that's a decent, that's a decent time to switch, a, switch your pitcher anyways. Yep. If you're going to have uh, the middleman uh, playing. And they're walking uh, David Ortiz again. They do not want to risk it with him. You can see the fans are, I mean, you can hear the fans just booing. That's great. I'm pretty sure you can hear it even without the TV on, Jared. Yeah, there's a few sounds where we're like, if our windows were open, we'd be hearing that. <laughs> and I'm sure uh, when the win happens, we don't need to open our windows to hear people celebrating. <laughs> MVP, MVP. Love that MVP chant there. Yep. Hard to see that with cheese. Like when you're trying to walk a man, like at least try to make it subtle. The pitch just like almost hit the third baseman. <laughs> but yeah, I'll say it's been a strong game. It looks like they're switching about now. Okay, so you're right. There, he's just buying some time. And to think that with Watka, though, 18 teams uh, passed up on him. Really? Yep. Talented enough to get them to the series. He just, you know. 18 different teams passed up on uh, Watka. It happens. There's a lot of really good rookies who get passed up or shifted around before they can really show off what they can do. And this, if anything, this series has shown that Waka has enough talent to be a great pitcher as time goes. He's just maybe not entirely ready to be pitching, you know, the do or die game six for the, uh, for the Cardinals. But since we're back at another commercial break while they're switching them out, 
you know, you, you were talking before the show was starting about how basketball has officially basketball has officially started. Yep, basketball officially started yesterday. So. The, the bad part is, once the World Series is over, as I walk around town, I'm just going to hear, hey, did you watch the Celtics game? The Celtics doing the thing, you know, we're going to win. And I'm going to go, I, and I'm, all my response is going to be, I do a terrible Boston accent. I apologize. That'll be my response to that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, basketball's back, and we'll cover it as best we can, I guess. Neither of us are big into basketball. We're more football people, but I'm sure I'll have to pay at least a little attention to the Celtic game as I uh, come along. I could look at some uh, basketball coverage. I guess I could look up some Laker or Clipper. Yeah, you can do it. I mean, heck, if I'm going to start kind of talking about pro wrestling, the least we can do is give a shout-out to basketball. Yeah. But in terms of the ranking of sports, I do rank pro wrestling over basketball. At least there's stories there that I don't feel ashamed about, as opposed to basketball, where it's like, and he uh, cheated on his wife again, and got herpes. I'm like, oh, that's our center. Congratulations. You know? Or this basketball player got caught doing drugs again. And I'm like, come on, dude. Can you just not do drugs for, like, you know, the, the season? <laughs> Or if you're going to do them, do them like, you know, on an off game when you're just in your house with your friends. Yeah, you know, we, we have options here. We don't need to like smoke, smoke, pot, smoke pot all the time or something, you know. We scored a TV with this TV. Tailgating potting. One more way the Charmin Relief Project is helping people enjoy the go. You got to stop watching commercials. Red Sox figured him out here. Okay, who's a replacement picture? Picture. Lynn, okay. Mike Napoli's up to bat. Yes, we're, you know, it's, it's kind of an exciting time right now. We got basketball, we got hockey, uh, and we have football. So even when the series is over, we still got plenty of sports to kind of go through. And so this is actually kind of a fun little, fun little time, and perhaps the most exciting time in sports period, just because. And that's another run with Boston. Yeah, and I think being a relief pitcher and having like your third pitch lead to another run. <laughs> well, that's not his responsibility. That's no responsibility. I know that was. That, that, he, he came on with uh, what, two men on base? Yep. So, you know, a base hit's going to run somebody in. So. But man, the, you want to talk about putting on a show for the home, the home crowd. This, this, this is a pretty damn good little show they're putting on here. And we'll probably uh, let me switch to uh, the topic of football in just a little bit. But this this has been a very very exciting to seeing run after run after run. You know, yep. we still got uh, some men on base. We still got two men on base. So you know, another base hit could lead to another score. So we'll, we'll see how this uh, this inning ends here. But 
like I said, this has been a very, you know, there's been plenty of times. And look, even if I was in, uh, even if I was in Orange County right now, I'd probably still be really enjoying this World Series. This has been a really decent one, a really fun one, and you had some exciting moments like this. Now, granted, and especially those games that came down to where it's like, oh, it's a two-two tie, and you get that score in the eighth that you know changes the whole game. You know, we've had moments like that that are really exciting. And I've really been liking this a lot more than, you know, because we've had those other World Series. You can go back a couple of years and to some of the other more boring World Series that we've had. Oh, you know what, Derek? I just, I just realized this, but Boston also has a Dodger, former Dodger player on their team as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Shane Victorino. Mm-hmm. I forgot he was a Dodger. So, so I guess we could... Explains why his name sounded so familiar to me. Some legitimate reason to root for the, for the Red Sox. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we both have a player in there. Yeah, we both have a former member of our favorite team in there. Which is ironic because I feel that like a lot of Red Sox fans should just be fans of the Dodgers now just because we have half of their previous lineup. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also have to realize too is that um, that two years ago uh, Boston was doing pretty bad, and it wasn't it wasn't like last year where they ended up in a last place. Um, well, I mean, in a last place. Uh, last year when I was visiting Boston, we had the long conversation about Bobby Valentine being replaced. Yep, you know, yes, we, we've gone a long way since then, and it's only been a year. You know, it's it's kind of crazy. Yep. Here we go. Shane Victorino up. Let's see how this goes. This fell. Also, some lucky Bostonian who just got a. Well, could be a mess. It could be a New Englander of any type, but I will assume a Bostonian who just got that ball. By the way, that would be like the coolest thing to have. Not only do you have a World Series ball, but it's a World Series ball hit by a Red Sox player. And that's a base hit. Another one comes rolling. Nope. Well, Score Center, thanks for being behind the times. I got my score center update saying that uh, Red Sox are leading 3 nothing. It's like, well, I'm watching the game and it's 6 nothing. I don't feel so bad now about my, my TV feed being a little bit slower than yours because at least ESPN is like 20 minutes behind us. So <laughs> it works out fine for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the sad things because at this point, we really should be going into football and yet, you know, this has just been such an exciting World Series that, you know, how, how can you? You know, it's like, I, I'm like waiting for the Cardinals to be up so we can start listing off the scores and stuff. But, you know, we already got people running up to the mound again here. This is the third little visit this, this inning. It's a pitching change, so we, have, we got a small commercial break. Yeah, so... Okay, let's let's get on to a little bit of NFL football. I like how I'm just talking about the manly stuff today. I'm like, wrestling and football. 
Oh, we can go into hockey real quick. Since oh, if you'd like to, yeah, by all means. It's, but yeah, the Ducks, the Ducks are doing pretty good in their road, uh, road trip now. They've gone on a four-game uh, win streak. Mm-hmm. And they've only got uh, two more games of their eight-game road trip left. The 2014 S-Class. All right. So, here's hoping that... Um, things because when i grew up i had a lot of friends who were hockey fans and they were all kings fans because the ducks weren't really around for a while then when the but when i moved to orange county because i moved around a lot as a kid then you know the ducks were there and i've been to more ducks games i have been to kings games honestly so it's kind of those weird things where i've always been kind of torn because i never had like my team for hockey and so i generally root for the kings as i've referenced on previous episodes but I have a soft spot for the Ducks just because all my friends in you know high school were Ducks fans, and I went to a bunch of Ducks games. So it's one of those weird things where, you know, as opposed to like you know baseball, where I usually every year I go to about an even amount of, of Angels and Dodgers games. You know, I honestly I kind of like Angels Stadium a little bit more than Dodger Stadium. I know that's sacrilege, but I like how the stadium set up. <laughs> yeah, that has a good setup, but the only thing that the Dodger Stadium has up on uh, Angel Stadium is the all-you-can-eat right field pavilion. Yeah, that's nice. Um, but Angel Stadium, at least you can get in and out of without, like, wanting to punch every driver in the face. Right. My brother had uh, season tickets uh, one year, or a couple years for the Dodgers, and I remember going with him, and he's just like, and we're like, okay, want to go to the car? He's like, nope, just going to sit in our seats for another 20 minutes because there's no point in, like, trying to get into our... Because even if we got into his car, we'd have to sit 20 minutes in the car waiting yeah. for people to paddle out. But, well, at Angel Stadium, not so much an issue. So, yeah, there's a little setup things, get, getting around. Like four different exits to get out. Yeah. It's because of how Dodger Stadium is kind of on a hill, so kind of, it's a lot more awkward to get out of there. Which is ironic, because we call it Chavez Ravine, but it's, like, up. <laughs> but I'm glad that the Ducks are doing well. You know, I'd like to see a strong Ducks lineup go and kick some butt. And I don't care if it's considered traitor of me to, like, the Ducks and the Kings. Because I was never hardcore into hockey, I feel that I'm allowed to do that, you know. It's like if someone said, oh, I like the Lakers and the Clippers. I'm like, okay. You know, yeah, that's, if you're not hardcore, I think you're okay liking whoever you want. Too much, not into hockey too much. I'll root for both local teams. Yeah. You know, it's like you of the Colts. You know, you're not the big, hugest NFL person, though you have gotten a lot more into it because of me and Stan. But you needed a team. There's no local team. And you went with, you know, Andrew Luck and the awesomeness that is the Colts. Yeah. And, you know, who, who can go and, like, badger you for that one? That's actually a good choice, especially this year where they're kicking massive amounts of butt. Yeah, they are. They're doing pretty good. <laughs> so, with, with that, maybe we can move on to some NFL. And, huh, you know, I haven't watched an episode, but it seems interesting to me. Uh, I've gotten kind of addicted to it. It, it's one of those shows that I was like, okay, fine, I'll watch episode one, whatever, you know. Worst case scenario, this is stupid, and I move on with life, you know. Kind of like with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where I watched one episode, and I was like, eh, this is kind of stupid, I'm moving on with life. Um, I've heard Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has gotten better, but I just don't know if I give, a, I give two cares, and it's probably going to get canceled. That seems to be the, the common consensus of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Eh, whatever. 
So, I mean, because look, look, I never really liked Coulson as a character, and he's the only, like, name brand. We have Coulson and Maria Hill, and I'm like, well, Maria Hill meant nothing to me in the movie, and she's kind of a bitch in the comics. And uh, Coulson never meant anything to me in the movies, and he's now added into the comics because I guess he was popular with some people. I guess. I guess. Like, when he died, I was like, oh, good, the dude who annoys me is dead. Like, and then comes to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they're like, well, no, I'm not. It, well, because they're sitting there like, he doesn't, they, they drop some hints in episode one that he might be a clone or he might be, you know, robot or something. There might be something about him that isn't the original, which works in the comic book world, but I just... Or it is that he's original and he just, he's just a mutant and nobody really knows. I'm hoping he's a super scroll and he's been secretly invaded. <laughs> But, but anyways, bizarre, uh, but, bizarre uh, talk. <laughs> but I will say this: uh, go onto Hulu or, or I think it's on Hulu, and check out uh, check out Sleepy Hollow. It's actually a really fun show, way better than it should be. But it's done by the guys who did Fringe. When I was watching the previews for it, I just haven't had a chance to actually watch an episode. Yeah, it's one of the few new shows that I actually really enjoy. Um, just because it's not all about that. The first, the, the pilot's about the Headless Horseman, and then they kind of go on to other stuff. And they got this cool end of the world thing, and you got witches, and even the Key of Solomon makes an appearance, for those of you who know who that, what that is. Uh, not a spoiler, it's just a legendary book of magic that may or may not exist, and what may or may not have been held by the Knights Templar at some point. Ah, Knights um, Templar, they're always perfect um they're like the world's greatest villain because a king of france didn't like them and wiped them out <laughs> but since they're a secret order secret orders always make great villains but i don't think the knights templar are really the villain in this they just happen to acquire the key of solomon legendary magic book written by solomon and used by the knights templar supposedly um and then lost destroyed or something i don't know um but, okay, sorry, we're getting distracted here. This little bit of Bizarro Files brought to you today by... TV. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, um, let's get on to sports, and because, you know, Boston's doing well, let's just begin with the uh, AFC East. And our number one people in there still the uh, still the Patriots six and two. And hold on, I have a score right here. Uh, or I don't apparently. Oh, are they f no, I know they played. I watched the game. <laughs> there it is. Uh, they won over the Dolphins twenty-seven to seventeen. Oh no! What? What I miss? I'm not looking at the TV. No, it's all right. Oh, was that an error? Or did that not get? Oh, regardless. But it didn't advance the runner since it didn't go out of play, so it's still all okay. Okay. Um, but yes, the Patriots won. Watch that game this weekend because <laughs> local game. Um, Number two is the Jets, who I believe lost this time around. Um, yes, they did. They lost to the Bengals, 
49 to 9. Holy crap. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. I'm like, you know, there's certain teams where when they lose big, you know, you're kind of like, well, yeah. But this is number two in the East, AFC East. Bringing I them. If, you know, if it's Jacksonville <laughs> that lost. Yeah. The Jets have been doing well. For them to have that kind of hit hurts, and it drops them down to an even 500, four and four. It's really kind of sad. Well, it's kind of sad to see that the number two team is a four, is a four and four, while the Patriots are. What was Patriots rate? Six and two. They are six and two right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a gap there. That's a, a gap that makes them go. We're not making it to the playoffs, are we? But like I said, it's it's game. We've just gone through week eight. Like we still have time through this. Week uh, eight is done, and we're on the eve of week nine. Yeah. Tomorrow night's game. And then our remaining two on there are the uh, Dolphins, uh, who just obviously I just talked about that loss, and they're three and four. And then the uh, Buffalo Bills at three and five. I believe they did they also lose. Are they even play? They did lose. They're, uh, Saints 35, Bills 17. So that's about average. If you're going to be the last in your, your ranking, you know, you're going to have a <laughs> twice your score loss. Yeah. Uh, so not, not a huge surprise to anybody there. Uh, in the north, the Bengals are 6 and 2 as well. And they also. The Bengals would be up there. Yeah. And we, you know, just we're talking about that win over the Jets, and you know, that's huge. The, uh, the again, the forty-nine to nine, and I'm like, the Bengals are not to be messed around with this season. Not only are they first in their division, but when you get a win like that over a second-place team and a really good team that was having a pretty, pretty good hot streak there for a bit, um, yeah, that's a team you got to look out for, and we'll, we'll be seeing them in the playoffs, I think. Uh, next in that ranking is the Ravens at three and four. For, for the Cardinals, so it's two on, one out. So the, the Ravens are three and four. So if you think the uh, Jets have it bad, yeah, <laughs> the Ravens. Yeah. Um, followed by the um, uh, Cleveland Browns at three and five. And the Pittsburgh Steelers at two and five. Poor, poor Steelers. They try so hard. And they lost again to the freaking Raiders this time. 21 to 18. So it was only a field goal difference, but you know, losing to the Raiders, that hurts. <laughs> that is that's rough. Poor Steelers. I feel bad for you guys. I hope you guys get some new players in the uh, draft. Because you guys need it. You guys, you're, you're the freaking Steelers. You should not be below the Browns. Though I do think the, uh, what was the Browns score? The Browns also lost uh, to the Chiefs, but everyone loses to the Chiefs. We'll get to that. Uh, next over in uh, the South. Number one is, of course, Miguel's Colts at 5-2. and Because they've had the off week already. And yeah, they were bye week last week, so... Yeah. Yeah, but this week they play... They play the Texans. So that should be another win. <laughs> yeah. 
And you got to be loving, loving how good the Colts are doing. They deserve to be number one. You know, luck is melding well off the team, and I'm actually really excited to see the next game uh, if if I get to see it because you know uh, Indiana's not entirely my market. Yeah, well, we'll see. And they under- do a lot of the games on CBS, NBC, and Fox. So yeah, that's true. Ends up being there. So. Under them, second place is, is the Titans at three and four. Again, it's another one of those huge gaps. You know, we're seeing kind of a pattern form here between the top people and the, the second-ranked people. Yeah. Uh, two and five for the Texans. And at the very bottom of that one, of course, is Jacksonville. O oh, and eight with a loss to my Niners. Uh, That's sad. Oh, going O oh, and eight. And this is, this is starting to look like uh, Jacksonville. If they continue their uh, down, their downward spiral, they'll they'll end up with the number one pick for next year's draft. I have fat lot of good it'll do them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think one player is going to change turn around their team. The loss was forty-two to ten by the Niners in London, um, and because it was in London, I don't know if well at least my region wasn't playing it. Uh, I don't know if Florida got that or if. Uh, San Francisco no. got it. Usually the Jacksonville audience ended up getting that game. Yeah. And usually, as you say, that, that game was played in London, right? Yes. So that means that Jacksonville and, um, and the Niners have a Bible <laughs> this week. Yeah, they, they do. They travel out of country. Yeah. Uh, definitely an exciting... Uh, I, I bet it was an exciting, though tragic game. Um, I kept seeing clips, like during the middle of the Patriots game. It's just like, what? Uh, the... A score update from the 49ers. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this would be sad when the 49ers win this 49 to 0. And it was 42 to 10, but I was close. And I feel bad for the Jaguars. You know, I don't have any, like, anything invested in them, but no one wants to be goose egged at week eight. Come on. Well, you got to consider the fact that uh, three years ago, Indianapolis was a big old goose egg. That's yeah, true. Yeah. They didn't have Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, finally, in the AFC West, at the top, of course, is the Chiefs. Would it- Chiefs are 8-0. Yeah, on the exact opposite side of, of Jacksonville right there. I want to put that little asterisk on that 8-0, is that yes, that they barely squeezed by a victory this uh, this weekend. Yeah, they were very close. The score was 23-17 over the Browns. So, you know, that's, you know... Less than a touchdown uh, game. Oh, wait. Well, if you're not counting the extra point, it was a touchdown difference. (laughs) So, yeah, the Browns scored one more touchdown and got the extra point. They would have won. You know, very close. But they are just being an unstoppable monster. And it's just like, come on, Alex Smith. Why couldn't you do this when you're on our team? (laughs) We're not super who knows? Uh, I think he's over whatever psychological crap he had. Or like you were saying last week, maybe he has that whole nothing-to-lose mentality because he's with a team that did so poorly last season because of, well, mostly because of the tragedy that happened, honestly. Yeah. I, that screwed up everything also, for them. you got to think about this, too. I mean, not with the tragedy, but you also still have to think this, too. It's now starting to hoop into his head and be like, oh, God, we're 8-0 now. Maybe we might see some faltering going into this being like we might actually turn to do something with this yeah it might be actually very interesting to see how the next few games turn out with uh with smith getting up into his head again yeah 
Uh, rounding out the AFC West is the Denver Broncos, very strong with 7-1. This is the first uh, second-place team that's actually close to the first-place team. And like I said, if Smith starts screwing up and they start dropping some games, the uh, Broncos could easily take the number one spot. They're easily a wild card. I mean, they are basically the only choice for wild card in the AFC. Uh, and so, look at the at Denver too. Their defense is starting to give up a few games as well. Well, they've only lost one. True. It's not like Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Which was a pretty decent game. Yep. And uh, the Broncos won against the Redskins. Not an entirely hard thing to do. 45 to 21. Which, whew. Yeah. It was really sad because last year I was excited about the Redskins because of RG3. And he kept getting injuries and stuff near the end and kept pushing himself, which was really stupid. He was a rookie. And this year, just the Redskins have just been trounced like nobody's business. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to them when we get to the NFC, but it's just kind of sad to see kind of what a joke the Redskins have started to become this season. I mean, they're not a Jacksonville joke, but still not, like, that great. Uh, Stan's Chargers are 4-3. and three. Seems to be a number we're getting a lot <laughs> in the AFC. Yeah. And then, of course, last but not least, in the AFC, we have uh, uh, the Raiders, duh, at three and four. So, and we, we did the whole day one against uh, um, whoever that was. Shoot. And the Raiders, yeah, won over uh, Steelers, as we were commenting earlier. On the, you know, it's like, hey, they won, though. I mean, they beat the Steelers, so, you know, they give them that, I guess. It's <laughs> still last place in their division, but, you know, whatever. Uh, there, there you go, Raider fan who listens to us. There are no Raiders fans who listen to us. As I far as know, I know. Jared, they could be that one Raiders fan that listens to us. It could be, but I, I would doubt it. Uh, <laughs> going, to, going to the NFC, uh, we'll start with... East, where sadly the Cowboys are number one in the East, with the amazing record of four and four. I know a division that isn't that strong. <laughs> four and four, and being at the top of the. Yeah, and they lost. They lost a close loss to the Lions, thirty-one to one. Or thirty-one. <laughs> thirty-one to thirty. Excuse me, thirty-one to thirty. So it was, it was a one-point game, but. When the top of your division is four and four, that's not impressive. Yeah. Uh, under them is the Eagles, three and five, who just lost to uh, the Giants, uh, which is fine with me. I wanted both teams to lose, but I'll settle with the Eagles losing. Yeah. I am more than fine having the Eagles kind of fall apart there. Uh, score was 15 to seven. Yes, nothing like a game with that low of a score to be an exciting game. Uh, right under them, Washington Redskins, 2-5, to five, and like I said, they lost, and they're kind of slowly becoming kind of a joke, especially compared to how well they did the beginning of last year. You know, it's just, it is what it is, and they're going to have to make some changes. And even though they won, they are still the lowest of their division at 2-6, and six. The New York Giants. Suck it, Giants. Never gets old saying that, regardless if I'm talking football or baseball. 
I just love saying the phrase second chance. Yeah, you have a little bit of hate for both the New York Giants and the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, it works pretty well for me. It's a it's a versatile hate. Yeah, and so I had someone on, uh, I posted on Facebook saying, uh, what does the Fox robot say? Or the Fox Sports robot say? Because I just kind of wanted to make a football joke because I was watching football. And someone posted the whole, like, Cowboys are back, like, before they lost. <laughs> And it was like, I, I literally deleted the comment and said, I have to delete that comment. Because <laughs> you don't pro- promote the Cowboys, a rival of the Niners on my Facebook. And they lost anyways, so it was just hilarious. <laughs> I should have kept it just because they lost, because then I could have commented, yep, they're back with that stunning loss by one point. <laughs> yep. Uh, heading to the a- a- NFC North. Our number one team, a team that used to be number one in almost all the time, the Green Bay Packers, five and two, uh, followed closely by the Lions, who are five and three. So yeah. obviously, you know, someone's had a bye week. Uh, yeah, bye week. Uh, sadly, Chicago Bears, four and three, the number that almost every team seems to be having. <laughs> and then the Vikings, pitifully, one and six. Uh. So it's it, it's rough in the NFC. Just there there are a lot of teams that are just seem to be getting knocked around really sadly. Um, and and the Vikings lost to the Packers. They lost to the head of their division. So you know that 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 doesn't help either. But what is actually kind of interesting about it is again another score in the 40s. Packers 44, but Vikings 31. So it's not like the Vikings don't score points. They scored a heck of a lot of points. They just couldn't keep up with the domination of uh, the, the Packers there, 44 to 31. Uh, must have been an exciting game. Unfortunately, I, I didn't get it. <laughs> um, or if it was on, I missed it, uh, Paul, sadly. But still kind of an exciting... It must have been an exciting game just for all how high of a scoring game it was. In the South, our number one still is the Saints, six and one. And you know, go Saints! You guys have been doing great this year. Obviously, six and one, and they won their game, of course, against the Bills, as we mentioned earlier, uh, thirty-five to seventeen. You know, a very impressive little win there. And Saints, you know, they're back. Yeah, they are. They're back with full force. Drew, Drew Brees being an excellent quarterback. Yes, he is. And I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing, you know, the Saints in the Super Bowl just because of how strong they've been. I know they're not the the highest one. I mean, the, right now the, the Chiefs are the highest in terms of just standings in terms of wins. But there's something about the momentum that the Saints are building that really is kind of talking to me right now. Right now. Yeah. Second place at three and four is the uh, Panthers. Then we have the Falcons at two and five, and the Bucks, sadly, at zero oh and seven. Still, uh, still a goose egg team there. Oh, trying to steal. And yeah, the the Bucks were another one of those teams that had one of those. They didn't get him. He beat the pickle. Nice. You'll see it right now, Jared. 
See, that's that's a point for the highlight reel. How often do you see a pickle in a series game? And he beat the pickle too. That. <laughs> that is awesome. That's one for the highlight reel right there. That's pretty good. That that's gonna be a highlight reel for sure. Just to beat out a pickle. Yeah, I mean it's six nothing, but still, to to beat a pickle in the World Series. Yeah, that that's just fun and makes things really exciting. Yeah, usually when I say it's like, oh no, he uh, he ended up, uh, oh, it's out. It's like, no, no, he beat it. He beat out the pickle. Yeah, and like I said, these don't happen in series games all that often. Like you'll get your uh, pickles in like a early season game. You know, maybe when you're getting towards the playoffs and players are getting a little more gutsy and want to earn that, you know, wild card slot. But this is the freaking series. <laughs> Most yeah. people play it a little more safe than getting into a pickle. But okay, uh, baseball distraction over. We'll get to the last division, the most important division of football, my division, the NFC West, with our number one team, the Seattle Seahawks at seven and one. <laughs> Still the Seahawks. What are you gonna do? But well, number you know two, that loss was dealt to. You know who? The Colts. Yes, it was. You know, I, it, we're gonna end up with a Colts Saints Super Bowl, and it's gonna be kind of awesome. <laughs> um, but number two is the Niners, six and two. So it's not like we're doing like you know Steelers numbers here. We're we're six and two. We're strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, we could we could be there in the wild card. You don't know. Yeah. Or they could take the division. A anything can happen in the next you know eight weeks. Yeah, we still we're only halfway through this se season here. Uh, third place is the Cardinals, four and four. And lastly, the Rams at three and five. Yeah, Rams. Oh, if they lose enough games, though, they could end up coming back to the to uh, California. Maybe so, it'd be the LA Rams. Yeah, and of course they lost to the Seahawks, but not a particularly high-scoring game. It was only fourteen to nine. And you think of the Seahawks with their record, they could do a bit better against the lowest of their division Rams, but apparently not. Fourteen and nine. But you know, sorry Rams fans, but hey, if they go back to LA, that yeah, I'd have no problem with that. I, I have family members who are still Rams fans because they were Rams fans when I love the word Rams fans. By the way, <laughs> they were Rams fans while the Rams were in LA, and they you know stick are sticking with their team, just like how. You know, basically, my a lot of my family's from the Northern California, and they sent me a bunch of Niners stuff, and so I ended up becoming a Niners fan. And it's, it's kind of how it happens sometimes. But yeah, and things are looking exciting. It's it's kind of sad to see certain divisions, you know, especially like the AFC. What was that? The North. That's <laughs> just uh, the Cowboys with four and four top of the line. Yeah, it's, but yeah. You know, you're really starting to see that divide now. Now that we're halfway through the season, you're seeing the divide of the teams that are strong and the teams that are, you know, mediocre to weak. And yeah. we're going to be seeing how things will no, flow forward in the next few. Out of the the west and the south, up from the looks of it. Yeah, and we're, there's going to be some exciting matchups coming up. I'm actually this season is kind of got me a little more pumped than last season, honestly. 
Uh, even though my Niners are doing really great last season. Actually, we're doing about the same as we were doing last season, come to think of it. Um, it's definitely one of those little things here where we're seeing some, I can't call it new blood, because even Packers are, doing, are well up there. The Colts are up there. You know, the... The Broncos, are, the Broncos up are up there. It's not like these are teams that we've never heard of going to the playoffs before. But it's kind of nice seeing teams that really, if you sit some of these numbers, someone would go, what is it, 1998? <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of cool and fun seeing that. You know, in the last few years, the Packers haven't been doing nearly as good as they are doing here. And it kind of makes things more exciting. Now, granted, because of how well they did, you know, I always got annoyed of all those people who jumped on the whole cheesehead bandwagon. Ah, the cheeseheads. Though that is one of the coolest looking hats, I'll admit. But it was kind of a bandwagon thing, and I wasn't particularly cool with it back in the day. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the season wraps up. And, you know, even though my Dodgers didn't make it to the series, you know, Boston's doing good, and who knows? Maybe the Patriots will make it to the Super Bowl. Not that they'll have the Super Bowl in here. It's uh, where's it this year? Florida? Is it New York? It's New York. That's right. That's right. But it's it's definitely going to be one of those exciting things to see who who makes it in, and you know, New York's not too far from me. Maybe I could. I'm always curious because I always hear about the Super Bowl that like outside the stadium basically is its own like shanty town kind of thing going, its own little carnival. Yeah, I wouldn't mind like, actually. Check that out. Because when am I going to have the chance to do that again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's not one of those... The Super Bowl, you know, is always going to... Usually it's in some Midwest state or, you know, it's like in Indiana or Florida. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to go to Indiana or Florida. But, you know, New York's not too far away from where I currently am. So I could actually go down to New York and do it. Yeah. So. It's like, what, for you, like an hour train ride or something? Uh, it's a little more than that. I think it's like, I want to see, I think it's four hours, actually, by bus. And by train, I think it's a little quicker. Yeah. But it's it's fair, it's a fairly inexpensive ride because you can just take the Bolt bus down, which is really weird because it sounds like the Bolt bus should be what you would take to go to, like, Chargers Stadium from L.A., but it is yeah. not. <laughs> um... But yeah, it'd be like that, and if, you know, we know a few people in New York, I could watch the game with them after doing the whole Shantytown adventure. Or if the Shantytown adventure has a big screen set up where I could just watch the game right outside the stadium, I mean, that would just be freaking epic. Well, that's much on also is good luck with the cold, because... Eh, yeah, that's true, I didn't think of that. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's something that you have to adjust being, uh, being in Boston now. Yeah, but, you know, I think it's a little different being, you know, January cold right outside a stadium versus, like, you know... October cold? October cold in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly different experience. But I did uh, October cold in New York once, and it was raining almost the entire time. And it was, it was nice. I think it was October. It was October or November I went to New York. Really liked it. I've been to, I've been to Maine in March... That was really nice, although fairly cold, but enjoyably cold. The only months I've never been really East Coasting has been like December, January, and February, which I hear January and February are the worst months uh, for the cold. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But overall, you know, exciting football, exciting series we got going now. Well, six innings out. <laughs> six innings into it. Yeah, we're, we're just about done. 
And <coughs> go Sox. Yeah. And unless we got anything else to really talk about, I think we could wrap this show up. Yeah, I just doesn't but baseball talk from here on out. Yeah. So we're going to go get distracted by the game. Go Sox. We'll see how the last three innings turn out. And until next time, this is Jared from Miguel saying, that's the game.